good morning. Uh, it's good to see everybody here. I'm thankful for, that you've come out to be in the house of the Lord, to sing praises to his grand and glorious name and, and worship his wonderful, wonderful name. I'm, I'm thankful for your attendance. I'm thankful for that uh, gracious prayer that Brother Scott put up a while ago. I'm thankful for all of the elders and all the saints of the Lord. And they're, they're encouraging. There's sometimes those, sometimes they might say something you don't know exactly what they meant. I was sitting out front with Sister Margaret and Brother Scott, and they looked at each other, and they looked at me, and they said, we should have gone to the meeting in Ordway. <laughs> and I said, well, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I know what they meant. They had been wondering about whether to go or not, but anyway. Uh, I'm glad to see you all here. Uh, <clears throat> Brother Ferry has asked me about what song I wanted sung last, and I picked 182. Let's look at that for just a minute. I used to look at this a little differently, uh, but it's been about a year or two ago. It's, it kind of hit me in a different way. Uh, and it's easy to understand. God has not promised sky is always blue. We know that, don't we? Flowered strong pathways all our lives through. But uh, God has not promised sun without rain, peace without sorrow, and joy without pain. Then, then there's the but. But God has promised strength is our day. Rest when we labor, light on the way. And I used to think that that rest was... Well, if you went out in the yard and you worked real hard and mowing around, you'd come and get a drink of water, he's giving you that rest. Well, it could be. But I noticed a couple of years ago that Elder J. Harvey Daly wrote this song. And I started thinking about it and looking at this song from the perspective of what would an ordained minister, what would be a servant of the Lord, what would be his thought? What was he thinking here? God has promised strength is our day. Here he is laboring in the Lord's vineyard. And you know, I grew up with an old Baptist minister. <laughs> and I was aware and I saw the labor that a minister goes through. Especially when you're pastoring a church of old Baptist. And uh, the sorrow and the things that can bring you down. But God promised rest when he labored, when he labored with that church, he was given rest. God would give him rest. God would give him peace and light on the way. <laughs> now, we know what light is scripturally. It's the Christ. It's, uh, it's the revelation of the scripture. And God's promised to reveal to us his word and his scripture. Grace for our trials. Where would we be without the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Nowhere would we, Elton. Grace for our trials. Help from above. Where else could we want help than from above? Unfading kindness and undying love. You know, you think you can love somebody unfading and undying, but you cannot love anybody like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Father, and the Holy Ghost, how they love us. <laughs> It's unfading and it's undying. Can you imagine that? How great 
that grace is? And then the last verse, though we have mingled sunshine and rain, clouds decked with rainbows, joy mixed with pain. We've all been there, haven't we? Let us still trust his mercies right on. What are his mercies? Grace and mercy are similar, but they're not the same. Let us trust his mercies. That's when he withholds from us the things that we deserve, the, the discipline, the, uh, you know, he's merciful. He doesn't scold us or whoop us when we need a whooping. <laughs> My dad was real merciful to me, I'm telling you, and I understand that. And sing his praises all the day long. And I love singing praises to our Lord, especially as we all come together and we all can pick up the book and we all can sing and worship his name. Now, we're worshiping the Lord together right now as we're listening to uh, hopefully what the Lord has given to me and putting on my mind. We're doing all of this together, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, Brother Scott asked me, he said, well, what have you been studying? <laughs> and, and I said, well, I've been, been here, there, and everywhere. But my mind this morning is in 1 John. In fact, there's several different scriptures that I want to go to. Uh, it's kind of a, the same theme. 1 John, the fifth chapter, in the seventh verse. And we all know this. For there are three that bear record in heaven the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Have you ever thought through that, sat down, thinking about that? There's a Father, there's the Word, which is the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost. And they all have particular things that they do and ways they comfort you. Have you ever thought about that? But they're actually all three the same, the same entity, the same person. Uh, as, as I think of this, I think how, how glorious is that, that we have such a wonderful God that he can do that. I mean, we can't fathom that or understand what's going on. So let's look now at, the, at John, just regular John, first chapter of John. And I apologize if I'm going to bounce around just a little bit, but uh, the book of John First chapter, first verse. In the beginning was the Word. <laughs> and we know that the Word was Christ. He was in the beginning. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Here we're told again that Christ and God are one. They're the same. And the Holy Ghost uh, is, is the same with them. How do we know that? In the very beginning of the Bible. Genesis, the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God, there's God, he created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was out without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the second verse is not even over yet. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. <laughs> there's evidence that the Spirit was there. Well, it didn't say anything about Christ, did it? Well, not yet. Let's go on down to the... Uh, 
20th, where'd it go, brother? 24th verse. And God said, no, that wasn't it. 20th, no. Who did? 26. There it is. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Sometimes you fumble the ball, you slip up, and you try to recover it. Uh, so 26, and God said, let us. Let who? <laughs> let us. Who's he talking about? It said in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. He talks to the spirit, but God is saying, let us. And if there's three in the Trinity, he's talking about all three of them. Let us make man in our own image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. If God was there, Christ was there. And if Christ was there, the Holy Ghost was there. They were all together. And they all had individuals think that they were going to do, but they wasn't individual <laughs> because they were. <laughs> they were all the same. Uh, and it's just a beautiful thought to me. Let's go now to the book of Exodus, the 35th chapter. And maybe I won't bounce you around so much anymore. I was reading through this book and uh, reading about the... Uh, As Moses had gone up into the mount and speaking with the Lord, and the Lord gave him these instructions about how to build the tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant. And I was real curious about reading that again. I hadn't read this before and studied it before, but I wasn't remembering everything I thought I knew. So, so let's just read for a little bit here. And there's some points that jump out of here I want us to all see. 35th chapter of Exodus. And Moses gathered all the children of the, called the congregation of the children of Israel together and said unto them, These are the words which the Lord hath commanded that ye should do them. Six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day there shall be to you an holy day, a Sabbath of rest to the Lord. Whosoever doeth work therein shall be put to death. Would you like to live under the under the law. <laughs> Would you like to have been there and doing that? Aren't you glad that Christ has come and has taken on this and bore all our sins and laid it all on the cross? And we don't have to worry about these things. Why? Because of his, what, Jesse? Because of his grace and his mercy. I spoke here one time and I didn't say enough about grace. <laughs> And Brother Jesse shook my hand in the, at the end of it. He said, Brother Gary, I enjoyed that. Said, but you didn't talk about grace enough. <laughs> you can't talk about grace too much. And I agreed with him. That's right. There's, grace is all what it's all about. That's why we're here, because grace was given to us before the foundation of the world. There, we were chosen. His people were chosen and predestinated and foreknown and fore, foreknew. Uh, Without grace, 
we wouldn't all be here today. You shall kindle no fire throughout your habitation upon the Sabbath day. And Moses spake unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord commanded, saying, Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord, whosoever is of a willing heart. And that just jumped right at me. Wait a minute. You mean there was a group of uh, Israelites coming out of uh, Egypt, and they had been saved from that captivity and they'd gone through the desert and they had uh, crossed the Red Sea. There's some of them that don't have a willing heart. How could that be? If you'd been there and you'd seen the power of the Lord, would you not have a willing heart to serve him? But it's said here, take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord. Whosoever is of a willing heart. Let him bring it, an offering of the Lord, gold and silver and brass. And he went on to talk about all the different things. Tenth verse. And every wise-hearted among you shall come and make all that the Lord hath commanded. Every wise-hearted among you. So there were some that weren't wise-hearted. And there were some that didn't have a willing heart or willing spirit. I think about myself. Am I wise-hearted? Do I have a willing heart? Do I have a willing spirit? I see those around me that, that are that way, and I sometimes they put me to shame. I'm not as willing as that brother is or that sister is. You know, uh, you see them every, all the time. They're the ones that got here before everything happened. They're the ones that pick up the donuts. They're the ones that sweep the place out. Do you know who cleans up this place, this building? Do you know who vacuums it up? There's somebody that does that. And they're a willing heart. And they're wise. Jump down to the 21st verse. And they came, everyone whose heart stirred him up. I hope we're all here this morning. I hope the Spirit of the Lord has stirred up our heart this morning so we can sing like we did and we can praise his grand and glorious name. And they came, everyone whose heart stirred them up and everyone who his spirit made willing. What made it willing? His spirit. You know what? The Lord's involved in this. <laughs> he stirs us up. He makes us willing. And they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation and for all his services and for the holy garments. And they came, both men and women, as many as were willing-hearted. I, I didn't realize that this was in here that much. Willing-hearted, those that had a desire to serve the Lord. 25th verse, and all the women that were wise-hearted did span with their hands. And they made the linen and things. Uh, then down in the 30th verse, And Moses said unto the children of Israel, See the Lord, see? He said, see? <laughs> the Lord hath called the name Bezalel, the son of Uriah, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and he hath filled him with the Spirit of God. Well, that's got to be a good thing. If the Lord has filled him with, with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, and in knowledge 
in all manner of workmanship. I missed this back when I studied before. I said, how did they know how to make the Ark of the Covenant? How did they know how to sculpt out all that stuff? And I had pretty much told myself, well, they lived in Egypt and they were building all that stuff over there. So they learned some trades. Well, maybe they did, but no. The Lord hath called him by name, and he hath filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, and in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship, and to devise curious works, to work in gold and silver and brass. The Lord taught him how to do that, and he gave him the ability to teach, and he taught others how to do that. Uh, the Lord is among us. The Lord is here with us. His grand and glorious name, we get to praise him and worship him. And he gives us each individually the ability to come together and worship his holy name. He gives some the ability to pray. He gives some the ability to make good apple pies. Somebody I know around here makes peanut brittle. And I hadn't seen much of it in a while, so I don't know what's happened, Brother Elton. Uh, if... <laughs> Have you quit making peanut brittle? But whatever the Lord has given you, and his grace and mercy has been given to you, let your light so shine so those about around about you might see that the Lord has given you. And we can all praise his grand and glorious name and rejoice in his salvation. A wonderful salvation. A beautiful salvation we've been given. Why he did that for me, I don't understand. But I'm thankful and I rejoice in his holy name. So, so I just wanted to share those things with you. It just jumped out at me that uh, here there was the, the Israel, children of Israel, the Israelites, that word. <laughs> and there were some of them that didn't necessarily have a willing heart. Uh, Brother Scott made a point. He asked me what, where I was and I told him a little bit about this. And I was talking about the willing heart, and he mentioned the, the very elect and the elect. And I hadn't really thought about that. Is, are they among us, the very elect and the elect? He's pointing out that the very elect are the ones that have the most willing heart and, and doing the most. May we all be the very elect because our Lord has come and saved us and, and died upon the cross and took care of our sins. And we owe him the very, very elect. We need to be all we can be and do everything we can to praise his grand and glorious name. I thank you for your kind attention and for asking me to come and be with you today. Come ahead, brother.